Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host Morgan Shepherd, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. Welcome to the podcast. So I'm so excited to be back. This is my first solo episode in a while which feels really good. Today, we're gonna be talking about limiting beliefs and letting go of the things that are holding you back. How can you force yourself to do the things that you actually want to do? Let go of the idea that you can't do something. A lot of us are wrapped up in this idea that if something is scary or hard or makes us uncomfortable, then we don't wanna do it. Then, Then we stop ourselves from trying it out. We create resistance. And that prevents us from moving forward. So lean into that feeling of uncomfortableness, because I think that's where a lot of growth happens. Allow yourself to live in that space of uncertainty. And I know, I know it sucks. It's uncomfortable. It feels weird. It feels different. It's not enjoyable. But part of learning something new is letting go of the idea that it has to be, it has to be comfortable. It doesn't have to be comfortable. So learn to navigate that feeling of being uncomfortable. And a lot of our limiting beliefs, they come from our fears, our fears of being rejected, of being treated differently, of being judged. And those are all valid fears. I'm not invalidating your fears, but don't let that stop you. There's two ways of looking at it. People are either going to be thinking about themselves or they're going to be judging other people. So if inherently you're going to be judged anyways, then stop looking at that as a barrier. And that starts with learning to laugh at yourself. Learn to get vulnerable. Learn to be in a space where you're doing something silly or foolish or playful. Don't be afraid of showing that vulnerability. Everyone starts somewhere. You're learning and you don't know everything and that's absolutely okay. That's part of the process. That feeling of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but do it anyways. Do it scared. People always say that do it scared. Like me right now, I am shooting this for YouTube and recording it as a podcast. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm showing up. Being brave. I think too often people are are wrapped up in this sense of scarcity and lack rather than coming from it with the mindset of abundance and embracing your awesomeness. I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of parents talk about the joy of watching your child learn to do something new. What if you brought that into your own life, that sense of joyful, playful experimentation, and you let go of this idea that something being hard or difficult or challenging is not worth doing or is too hard for you to do? Limiting beliefs are literally holding you back from actualizing who you are and who you want to be and what you want to do in life. They don't serve you at all. Well, they might serve you in the sense that they allow you to see where there are aspects of your life that might require more work or might require you to challenge yourself. I know that sounds really fucking woo-woo and that's okay, that's fine, I get it. You don't have to subscribe to that. But I do think that leaning into those limiting beliefs and leaning into understanding where they're coming from will allow you to up-level yourself and improve yourself 
and it shows you the path of self-development. If that's not your thing, no worries. But often this idea that we can't do something and believing this idea that we can't do something is what stops us from moving forward. Like I said, not knowing how to do something is often just an excuse for us not doing it. You know, starting a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, starting my own coaching business. All of these things were not things that I actually knew how to do. But I was like, these are things that I want. I want to be a content creator. I want to share my message with people. And I want to communicate with other people and help impact their lives. And the best ways to do that is getting on camera, is getting on audio. And so here I am, showing up awkward as fuck <laughs> and being uncomfortable. This time of year is full of people trying new things, exploring new goals, new passions, new pursuits, and that's beautiful. I love that. But it comes with a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations, a lot of like shooting on yourself. I should be able to do this. I should be able to show up daily in a certain way and all of these things. And I think we need to let go of that idea. We need to just experiment and relax and ease into the process rather than holding ourselves to these high expectations of perfectionism because you just can't. You cannot show up perfectly every day. You know, I know people want to and they believe that that is the ultimate goal, but it's not because health is not an endpoint. It's not a finish line. It is literally your life. When you adopt habits that help you change your behaviors, to healthier behaviors, they become part of your lifestyle. They become who you are. So it's not about, I'm gonna do all these things and achieve this goal. It's about, I'm gonna do all these things and become this person. It's about creating a new identity. But I do think having an end goal on the calendar can be really useful. So for example, when I got into triathlon, I didn't know what I was doing. I had never really run before. I didn't really have a bicycle that I used regularly. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I signed up on a whim because I had a bunch of family members who were like, let's do this thing. I started easy. I lowered the barrier to entry and I made it super easy for me to be able to figure out how to do this. I did a bunch of research because you know, I am neurotic. This is what I do. I research the fuck out of things before I do them. But knowledge is not experience. And so a lot of the learning came in actually showing up and doing. It was all a learning process for me. And the, the, the fact that I had a goal race on the calendar that was months away gave me the time to experiment. It gave me the time to figure out, okay, I'm not a runner, but how can I make this part of my life? How can I become a runner? How can I take on this new identity? I didn't just go out and start running. No, I signed up for a gym a women's only gym because that made me feel comfortable. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I started walking on a treadmill and then I started jogging and walking and jogging and walking. And maybe it was like one minute and 30 seconds on and off, that kind of thing. And then eventually I moved outside. In the beginning, I didn't want to go outside because I turned red when I ran. I felt jiggly. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like everybody was staring at me they weren't. <laughs> Nobody cares that you're starting out. Nobody cares that you're trying. In fact, more often they see you running and they're like, I wish I did that. I wish I enjoyed that. So don't let that fear of not knowing how to do it 
or not being comfortable doing it stop you and allow yourself to explore it take your time break it down into manageable steps it's the same when i started in the gym and i had so much gym anxiety and i just i didn't enjoy being there because it felt so new and so different it's the same when you start a new job. Those first three months, they fucking suck. You don't know what you're doing. You feel like you're doing everything wrong. And you might be. You very well might be. But that is part of the learning process. I think so often we, we pick up these new tasks and these new goals and behaviors and we expect ourselves to already be able to do it properly without giving ourselves the time to learn or to experiment or to fuck up and fail and look stupid and fall on our faces. Like that is part of the process. So one of the things that happens in the new year is that we try these new things and we come up against resistance. We come up against the resistance that is our limiting beliefs showing up and saying, hey, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You don't know how. You don't know what you're doing. This is scary. If you're not perfect, it's not going to work the way that you think it will. And we get really frustrated because we have these expectations that we should be showing up in a certain way and we should be able to do it. And yet we're not giving ourselves the time to learn. So going into the new year, I really, really urge you to allow yourself that time to experiment, to process, to go through the learning stages. And that might look like three months. That might look like six months. Honestly, long-term, it might look like years. I'm still learning how to do things in triathlon and I've been doing triathlon for 15 years. So like, it takes time. As I said earlier, one of the things that I'm really focusing on this year, my word, as I'm gonna call it, is communication. And I'm choosing that because, as I mentioned, communication is one of the ways that will allow me to impact more people and help more people. And if I'm not able to show up and communicate, then I'm not going to be able to do that in the way that I want to. And a lot of the limiting beliefs that I have around communication stem from this belief that I'm an introvert, that I'm shy, that I'm quiet, that communication with other people is hard and uncomfortable and scary. And I'm sitting in this fear of what are other people thinking of me? Are they judging me? And believing that making connections with other people doesn't come naturally to me. But I really want to change that. So this year is really about forcing myself to lean into those situations that might feel challenging or uncomfortable, but I know that they're going to drive me to grow in a new way. And I think one of the things is looking at, you know, we talk about being uncomfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. But what does that really mean? From a human species perspective, our body is designed to constantly be navigating the world around us and then protecting ourselves and making sure that we're safe. So when we have that like feeling of uncomfortableness, that's our body signaling to us that we might be potentially in danger or threatened. But I urge you to look at that deeper and be like, but but am I? Am I safe? Am I still showing up as me? Am I still being myself? Am I still being authentic to who I am? Because sometimes when we're not, when we're not in alignment with our values and our goals, then it feels uncomfortable. So those things are interchangeable. And then is our uncomfortableness a feeling of fear of rejection? 
because a lot of times that's what it is. We just want to belong. We want to have this sense of belonging and connection to other people in the world around us. And our fears of rejection stem from our childhood experiences. We know this. We know that's where trauma comes from. But not to be a therapist because I'm not one of those at all, I want you to look closer at that feeling of uncomfortableness and figure out where it's coming from and like why why it's originating what what is it that's triggering you to feel uncomfortable and are you in fact threatened are you in fact in danger or is it just that it's a new experience you haven't done this before you haven't experienced this before you don't know what you're doing because not knowing what you're doing is not a reason to not do the thing and that fear of rejection we have to remind ourselves that rejection is not about us it's not about our worth. It's not about our ability. It's not even really about who we are as a person. Often rejection is really just about the other person. The other person is realizing or feeling a sense of lack in themselves and they're seeing that reflected in other people. So for example, you know, if I'm judging someone else because they have achieved certain results, it's usually because I kind of want those results too, and I'm not showing up the way that I know I should be. Like, for example, I have this friend who has had amazing race results. And for the longest time, I was judging her for that. I was feeling like somehow she was better than me and that somehow her results reflected that she'd had greater success than I. But what I failed to realize was that she had actually put in the effort. She had shown up daily, constantly doing the things to get those results. And the judgment that I was having, I was having because I knew that I had not shown up in that way. Now, it wasn't because I didn't want to show up in that way. I had a job. I didn't have time, whatever, whatever the circumstances were. I knew that I wasn't able to show up the same way that she had shown up. And so I couldn't ever get those results because I hadn't done the work. And that was about me. That was not about her. It literally had nothing to do with her. It had to do with the fact that I knew I wasn't doing the work and I felt shit about it. And so, you know, when you look at the fear of being judged, other people judging you, you judging them, it's usually about this sense of lack within themselves and how they're not showing up. The other thing is that it could be about maybe they just don't align with your values. But you know what's cool about that? If they don't align with your values, that means you don't align with their values. That means them rejecting you is actually benefiting you because you don't want to spend time with them anyways, right? So if you're fully accepting of who you are and you love everything about yourself, then being rejected is actually just a sign that that person wasn't right for you. So all that being said, how do we know what our limiting beliefs are? Everything comes back to awareness. It always does with me. This is what we talk about. We talk about awareness. We talk about tuning in to what is happening in our bodies and our minds and paying attention. And that means that you become aware of the limiting beliefs. So start paying attention. What do you believe in? What are you telling yourself? What do you believe to be true? Start to question that. What are the facts? What is actually true? Notice what you believe and then ask why. Get curious. Why do you believe these things? Where did that come from? Was it something that people taught you growing up? Is it something that you're holding on to? 
Does it come from childhood experience or societal expectations and norms? Where did these ideas, these beliefs come from? Often we've already formed our core beliefs by the age of seven. So look at your past. Where are your beliefs coming from? And then ultimately you want to ask, are these beliefs serving you or are they holding you back? How are they limiting you? And what is the cost in believing them? What are you missing out on because of them? You know, I talk about wanting to be a person that impacts people and helps people. If I held on to the belief that I am shy or that I'm an introvert or that communication is hard and difficult and challenging, that might lead me to never be able to impact people the way that I want to. Once you see the belief and you look at the consequences and you see the cost of what you're losing because you're holding on to it, then I urge you to take a step back, start to reframe it and put a positive spin on it. So if I let go of this idea that communication is hard because it's making me play small and instead I think about it as something fun and exciting, how would that change how I show up? Communication actually allows me to meet new people who are interesting and passionate and come from unique backgrounds. I get the privilege of learning about their struggles and their deepest desires. So then, if you look at it like that, communication isn't scary. I get to be inspired by other people. I get to hear their stories. And from there, I get to provide value. I get to be a leader. So basically, I've taken my limiting belief about communication being hard, and I flipped it. I've changed the script. I've shifted my perspective around it. And I've started to create this new belief that communication is sexy and fun and it's how we build a better world. So to summarize, become aware, notice the limiting beliefs, begin to question those beliefs, explore the consequences, flip the script, make it positive and create a new belief. Now that's not gonna happen overnight. It takes time, you'll figure it out, but that's the process. And you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Are you actually showing up and doing the work? Or are you creating excuses? Are you choosing to allow those limiting beliefs to hold you back? Because they, they will, they'll show up. And if you're not self-regulating and if you're not paying attention, you might not even be aware of how much those beliefs are limiting your progress. So going into this new year, exploring new goals, new possibilities, new behaviors, Look at it from the perspective of experimentation and trying new things. Rather than trying to show up perfectly, figure out what works for you because everybody's different. Everybody's learning process is different. Everybody's ability to show up in certain ways is different. And how you work through these situations is going to be very individual to you. Figure out how to lower the barrier to entry and figure out what makes you feel safe in this process. How can you make things easier on yourself? I also really recommend tracking things because what you track, you can improve upon. You have a record of what is happening. You're able to look at the data and then analyze it. What are the facts? What feelings are showing up? Why are they showing up? Pay attention to what went well, what didn't, what needs improvement. And then tweak and try again. Remember, as I said, health is not an endpoint. It's a lifestyle. But the benefits are compounding in every aspect of your life. So if you focus on one little behavior change, that's going to help every other area of your life. Focus on frequency, not on perfection. Consistency does not mean that you have to show up every day. It means the more frequently you show up and do the thing, the more experience you get doing the process. Doing whatever it is that you're doing. The more you do it, the better you get, or 
you know, the more it becomes part of your life and your new identity. And of course, everything is always an opportunity for you to grow and learn. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope some of this provided value to you in some way. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a rating or a review, share it with a friend, and I'll talk to you next time. Ciao! Thank you.